this is Dr. Camella, the principal at Nathaniel Green Middle School, and welcome to the 721, our podcast for our uh, middle school. Um, just to recap the week, the week of September 16th, we had a great open house on Wednesday, um, September 18th. We welcomed hundreds of families here at the school. Um, they got to see some of the new things going on at the school, got to meet with their teachers. The feedback was awesome. Um, I just want to shout out our teachers for ma- um, making a lot of positive communications home to families. Um, it made all the difference in the world, so uh, thank you for doing that. We also uh, began cross-country, so the uh, middle school sports, the first sport is cross-country, um, and so we had a very successful start to that, one of our students finishing second um, for boys. And uh, we look forward to next week as well as we have our uh, summit open house which for our grade six and seven parents which will take place on Wednesday, September 25th. So this week we'd like to hear from uh, Mr. Geldard, one of our eighth grade social studies teachers. It's going to be a great interview uh, so I hope you learn a little bit about Mr. Geldard. Okay, welcome to the 721, the podcast for Nathaniel Green Middle School. And today uh, we have with us Mr. Richard Geldard from Nathaniel Green Middle School to, uh, to tell us a little bit about himself and what he does here at Green and to get to know him a little bit better. So, Mr. Geldard, what is your role at Nathaniel Green? Uh, my role is the eighth grade social studies teacher. Um, and uh, this is my 24th year at Nathaniel Green. And I've had a uh, seventh grade and eighth grade um i started as an esl teacher um and my role has changed now to more of servicing both um english language learners and um and then the uh regular eighth grade social studies population great so you said um you've been here at green um for 24 years so how long have you been in education uh 25 my first year i substituted I subbed around a few different districts, including Providence, and then I was able to um, get hired here full time. Oh, that's great. I know it's uh, it's tough to be a sub, and then like, uh, and but to continue going on. So, uh, with that in mind, um, why why did you end up uh, going into education? Um, education. Um, I've always enjoyed working with kids um, through athletics and coaching, and um, as I went through school, um, especially middle school, was a very tough time for me. Um, I was always the smallest kid in all my classes. Um, I definitely got bullied um, with the old uh, steal your lunch bag, uh, knock the books out of your hand. And um, when I went into college and really enjoyed history and was trying to think of what I could do with that, um, I wanted to work with kids, and I also loved history, so it seemed like a, a good fit. You mentioned um, uh, when you talked about being an educator, coaching also. What did you coach? Um, I've had a few different experiences coaching. I've coached um, baseball. Um, I've coached soccer from um, very young uh, ages, um, and I've also had uh, travel teams with uh kids in maybe the 10 to 12 age group Um, and then uh, beyond that I've also uh, I used to have a indoor soccer program here at Green um, before I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I was able to be more active 
um, but those are my coaching experiences. Well, that's great. So between coaching and uh, teaching, it sounds like you really enjoy, you know, being in education and teaching and providing that service to kids. So with that in mind, what is the best part of your role as an educator? Um, the best part of my role is when either a student comes to me at the end of class and says, hey, I enjoyed that or I, I, I learned something today. Or I can remember specifically being in the Providence Place Mall and having an ex-student who was a security guard come up to me and my son. And he looked over to my son and he said, your dad made a difference in my life. And um, that kind of hit. And I was like, wow, you know, um, it, this is worth doing. So even though it may not be as often um, as I would like, uh, whenever it happens, it motivates me to keep going. I think that's true. I think as uh, middle school educators, we often don't see the the fruits of our labor, so to speak, until, you know, years ahead. Very and then true. when you get to meet those kids, you know, and, um, as they get older, they have, you know, really fond memories of, you know, yeah. you as a teacher. So that's really great. So um, speaking of fond memories, what is mm -hmm. your favorite memory growing up? My favorite memory growing up? Um, that's a good one. Well, I, I have to say, uh, ever since I was little, I was brought up on the outdoors and, and around the water and around fishing. And I had a couple of good experiences. Um, one was, I believe I was maybe five years old and I had caught this huge stringer of trout somewhere in Coventry, I think. And I ended up on either in the journal or a local paper, a huge picture on the cover. That was one experience. And then um, also uh, another, Another good experience was um, entering my first um, like organized bass tournament where I was one of the only kids. It was with a bunch of adults, and I ended up getting a trophy in that. Um, as an aside, uh, there really was a guy who placed ahead of me, but there was a hole in the burlap bag where his fish were, and he lost his fish. <laughs> so therefore, therefore, I was able to get a trophy for that. But, but nice. those are, are memories when I was small that, um, that you know, I, I have carried over to today. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, so uh, just shifting gears a little bit, um, mm -hmm. as we head into the weekend, you know, sometimes you just think about, you know, getting home and, you know, unwinding, relaxing. Mm -hmm. So um, I know what I'm thinking about right now. It's what I usually think about food. Um, but what is your favorite go-to order um, at your favorite restaurant or any favorite food? Um, I don't eat out as nearly as much as I used to, but um, I really enjoy salmon, um, fresh-caught salmon as opposed to farm-raised salmon. For some reason, it seems to taste really good and also be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I also enjoy a good steak. Um, I can't endorse any restaurants at the time, but... Uh, those are my two go-to foods. If you endorse the restaurant, maybe we'll go to them to see if they'll sponsor the podcast. <laughs> we can give it a shot. Sure. Um, so do you often cook a lot of what you catch? No. I release, um, I would say, 99% of the fish I catch. Oh, okay. um, due to the, if you ever go by Narragansett Bay or go along the coastline or look down the Cape and you see the amount of people fishing recreationally and commercially, um, I don't see how you know the ocean can sustain all the pressure it gets so mm -hmm. I want you know my 
grandkids hopefully someday and or you know the next generation to be able to enjoy what i've enjoyed and catching you know thousands of of various types of fish and um enjoying the outdoors and getting off the phones and off the computers and getting out there and just enjoying what we have especially in this area it's unbelievable what we can enjoy just in rhode island in new england nice nice yeah um so once again heading into the weekend um what are your favorite movies what do you enjoy watching um movies well i'm more of a uh series type guy i i do enjoy um i've always enjoyed movies like the born series uh I've always been a big fan of Star Wars, um, but I'm more into the uh, British mystery type movies. Um, I like Sherlock Holmes. I like, um, Lore, I'm a big Law and Order fan also. Um, and anything, you, a lot of the GBH, PBS type shows that um, are probably pretty geeky, I enjoy. <laughs> um, so speaking of geeky, Yes. What do you like to read? Uh, I love uh, National Geographic. I like Smithsonian. Um, and I also like to read articles about um, self-care. So things that have to do with mindfulness, um, relaxation. Um, I enjoy, I guess, part of it being a middle school teacher. Um, I do enjoy quiet. That's, that's great. It's funny because I think we have so much in common and we, sh we share, you know, the same uh, love for the same music as well. So that's yes. pretty funny that we share a lot of the, the same things in common. Yes. Um, so if you had to give a 30 minute speech, okay, okay. what would you talk about? Well, I'm going to think back to what you said last year at the promotional exercise, which really hit home. And I wished that my own children were there for that, where um, I can't remember everything you said, but you talked about, I believe it was getting off the devices, and um, basically uh, being a good person and the importance of, of kindness. Um, I'm a big fan of waiting an extra 30 seconds to hold a door for someone who's struggling or, or an elderly person. Um, you know, putting a, putting a carriage back so that the, the young guy at Stop and Shop who's sweating profusely doesn't have to do it. Um, just doing things that I think are taken for granted today. Um, I would talk to kids about trying to make a difference, um, whether it's volunteering, whether it's mentoring, um, I like using sports analogies, you know, um, helping a kid, uh, if you're a high school all-state athlete, um, which I was at one time, um, trying to give back and, and give those skills, even like we try to do in education, give those skills, um, life skills, you know, uh, back um, in any way I could. I know that's probably, well, I don't know if that'd be 30 minutes, but, um, and I think it, it also, uh, makes me think about back when I had my own children and my whole, um, mindset towards teaching changed when I became a parent. Um, I always cared about kids. I always cared about teaching, 
but when I had my own children and realized what parents go through and what kids struggle with, my own kids included, to, to be successful in education, it totally changed my mindset. You know, each um, person that walks in this building has a story. And um, we don't always know what that story is. And it could be a great story or it could be a, a story that might shock us a little bit. But I think before we jump to a conclusion on any person or any child that comes into the building, um, you know, it's important to know that they do have a story. And I think becoming a parent helped me realize that, that, you know, the mistakes I make as a parent is, you know, the, we all do our best. We, we try our best every day, but we're gonna make mistakes and we try to learn from them. And um, I don't think I really got it until I had, you know, those little fragile beings in my <laughs> right. care, you know? Yep, yeah. No, that's yeah. a great message. That is definitely a great message. So on that, on that same theme, um, at the end of the school year, what five words would you hope your students would use to describe your classroom? Um, safe, um, enjoyable. I'm thinking of a antonym for boring. Um, lively. Um, I can only think of three right now, but that would basically be it, that it's mm -hmm. a, pl a safe place to learn, to be creative, to um, learn in as many different ways as possible because I, I know for a fact that kids, not all kids learn the same way. They're not all good test takers. They don't all do great in projects, but they do do great in something. So if we give them a variety of ways to show that what they know, that we're going to get a complete picture of that. Wonderful. That Wonderful. Person. That's great. So um, thanks for taking the time uh, to do this. And it was uh, great to interview you and great to learn a little bit about you. Well, it's a pleasure to work here. And I say that sincerely. Great. Thanks again. Thank you to Mr. Geldard for sitting down with Dr. Camella for this week's interview. Mr. Geldard and I tried to connect again this week as he wanted to include a bit about his research partnership with Mass General Hospital. Unfortunately, we weren't able to connect. Mr. Geldard would like to say that he is extremely grateful to Mass General Hospital for helping to diagnose and treat him for fibromyalgia after years of chronic pain and fatigue. He is very excited to have created a research partnership with the hospital called Fishing for Fibro, in which he organizes fishing events with all proceeds going to the hospital for research of this disease. Thanks again for your time, Mr. Geldard. Thanks everyone for listening. Just wanted to make you aware of some upcoming dates. Uh, once again, our uh, assembly or our family night for our Summit Learning Platform will be on Wednesday, September 25th. So we uh, would love our 6th and 7th grade families to come that evening from 5.30 to 7 to get to know a little bit more about the platform and how you can assist your students at home with it. Um, we have a couple of days off, September 30th 
on Monday and Tuesday, October 1st, in observance of Rosh Hashanah. And then the following week, Tuesday, October 8th, in observance of Yom Kippur. We also have high schools that will be coming to uh, Green to present uh, about the programs going on there to our 8th grade students. Those will be happening uh, quite a bit in the next couple of months. And also for our 8th grade students, don't forget to sign up for the classical test in the guidance office, and we will begin our classical review the week after next, the week of October 7th. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.